This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with the second edition of the Tiger Tracks podcast. I'm out here with Jay Northcutt talking a little bit about last week, but I'm going to guess as a coach you're thinking we got to turn the page. But did you let your guys celebrate the win over Lubbock Cooper just a little bit, and did you let yourself celebrate it just a little bit? We celebrated it over the weekend, Randy, and you know it sounds like you've talked to enough coaches that yes. that you know we got to move on pretty quick, and so that's what we've done. You know, going into this week for Monterey. I will say though that that's one of those games that when you're an old retired coach bouncing grandbabies on your knee, I'm guessing that's one that you will bring up once in a while. Oh, for sure, you know, and and there's a couple others we've had against Cooper that are in that category yeah. as well, you know, and so I think that one definitely lived up to the. You know, to the reputation. Like I've told you before, and Chip said this immediately afterwards, you guys have beaten them twice before, and both times they've gone to the state semifinals afterwards. <laughs> so yeah. maybe he'll send you a Christmas gift this year if that happens again. Yeah, so let's, that, let's remind him he said that come, come that time. That's, that's not a bad trade-off if you're them. So, But you guys did. You played awfully well start to finish, but especially in that fourth quarter, did some things. And the offense gets a lot of the attention, but your defense had to kind of batten down a little bit too and take some things away from them. We talked about your defense taking a step that first week. What did you like this week against Cooper, against a much different kind of offense than you saw the first week? Well, the challenge that Cooper presented was just their run game with their offensive line, who's, who's really, really good, mm-hmm. all five of them. And so we knew they were going to get us some in the run, you know, uh, just as talented as they are. But we just knew we had to hang in there and keep playing and keep fighting. And I think that's the big story on the defense is they did exactly that. You know, Caden uh, uh, Spano had a big night, you know, from his defensive end spot. Anytime I think you can have a defensive end that, that, that really plays well, that's a big impact in the game. And I think that was uh, definitely true for him. And then Ethan Kerbo was another kid that I felt, thought just played a really consistent game, made a lot of tackles in the game and a lot of plays. And now Hudson Hutchison and Leighton Stone are – they're not off the radar anymore. You're not going <laughs> to surprise anybody with those two, especially after that fourth quarter. Had You've coached for a long time. Have you ever seen two kids start clicking? They, they had plays before that, but just the way they clicked in that fourth quarter. They really did that in the fourth quarter for sure. Um, you know, thinking back through my, my career, I can think of just a few other times. But when you do have that, you know, that's pretty special, you know, and I think we're still early in the year and, and these guys are still early in their high school careers. And so I still think the best is yet to come. That's got to be some sleepless nights for defensive coordinators <laughs> coming up, especially this week. Monterey, you're catching a, a pretty mad Monterey team, I would imagine. Played a really good first game against Odessa High, a team that you know well, and then just were flat last week and, and got shut out, I think, for the first time since – 2012, I think, is what I looked up. But there's no question that there's talent there. Defense is going to be tested because they have two of the biggest playmakers in town in Hebrew Hunter and Jaden Hibbler. What are you kind of bracing for there? Well, you know, they're a dangerous team, like you mentioned, uh, because they do have a lot of talent on that team. And I don't think that Friendship and Monterey have played each other in almost a decade, maybe maybe a complete decade. So... Uh, this is going to be another crosstown type of environment, I think, and I think both teams are going to be up for the game. I know Monterey's going to be up for the game, as you mentioned, and uh, you know they have a good chance of getting it all put together. This is week three for them, and so we're looking for a really tough competition and at the same time looking forward to it. And you know from six years ago, first year as a coach, it sometimes takes 
three, four, five weeks for everything to kind of click in and guys to understand what a new coaching staff wants. When you've looked at video of them, what catches your attention about what they have done well these first two weeks? Well, they have the ability to really be explosive. You know, you mentioned uh, uh, Hebrew Hunter and, and the, the Hibbler kid, uh, and those guys are playmakers, but they also have some other kids at some different spots, some of them on defense. They have a lot of kids that are playing both ways, and I know they're trying to kind of figure out where people fit. Uh, and so I think that's what makes them dangerous, you know. And, and Coach Ribb coached uh, Hibbler's maybe dad or uncle. So when he heard his name or knew his name was on the roster, he, he said, oh, yeah, this kid's going to be a good one, you know. And then if you look at the Hebrew Hunter kid, he, he won the 100 last year, you know, in that district. And so we know he's got a lot of speed. And so I think all those things combined make him pretty dangerous. He's a big triple jumper too. And you, you can see that on the football field, that if there's a ball – that you think can't be caught, there's a pretty good chance he can catch it because he's going to get up and go get it. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff's hard to coach. You just yeah. you just have it, and, yep. you know, and it's a, it's a blessing when you have a kid that can go do that. I asked you the other night how different it is to be one-and-one one right now instead of a, now shucks, we've played two good games against <laughs> two good teams, but we didn't. But one-and-one one is a big difference. Have you seen that with your guys this week? I have, you know, I think anytime you can, uh, you know, pull out a victory against a program like Cooper, um, that's a confidence builder um, because they've had so much success over the years, you know, despite it being a rivalry game here. Um, I don't think our kids were happy with, with how they played in the game against Coronado mentally. And I know that was a big emphasis for them going into this week. And so I think they'll carry that with them the rest of the season because I think they learned that lesson, you know, from that game. That's the biggest thing, I think, to take from our Cooper game is just playing that next play mentality or having that next play mentality and, and hoping to give yourself a chance to win, you know, at the end. And so I think that was a big lesson to be taken from that. And, you know, another thing that I know Coach Darden talks about too, uh, that, you know, these these games here that, that have all these people and have this type of environment to help you for big games later, mm -hmm. you know, within your district and then even on into the playoffs. And so. I really think that's a big, big, uh, you know, advantage for us being able to be a part of those games. Now you had these guys in the spring. You had them all preseason, so you got to know a little, a lot about them. Have they shown you anything these first two weeks that even surprised you, or that you're pleasantly surprised about right now? You're talking about with your us. guys, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I think there was a big, a big jump from from week one to week two. Uh, just in terms of a lot of the little details that you have to, you know, they're, they're called little details, but they're big if you don't do them, you know. And uh, we talk about how you always, you don't really rise to the occasion, you always fall back on your training when the, when the bullets start flying in a game or when things get tight in a game. And I felt like our jump in those little details from week one to week two was pretty drastic. Uh, and then if you really look at our, our team overall, overall we're a pretty young team with a lot of juniors that, that, that are starting for the first time. Uh, and I felt like their, their improvement from week one to week two was, was big. You know, for example, I thought Jake Souter from his week one game at right tackle to his week two game, you know, he ended up being one of our uh, hog of the week winners. You know, and so that was just a good example of that. I'm glad you mentioned your offensive line because Hudson and Layton get the attention and should, but I thought there was much more room for the running game the other night, especially Hudson. I think in the fourth quarter, besides the passing, there were a lot of draws or 
designed runs for him, and there were wide open spaces, and that's a credit to the big guys up front. Oh, for sure. You know, um, have some really good players up there. Isaiah Kemma is obviously the one that has the most experience being a three-year starter and a captain for us, and he's, he's played as advertised in both games. You know, and A lot of times you don't see what those big guys are doing play in and play out. People get focused on the skinny guys, per mm -hmm. se. <laughs> but uh, he's really done some phenomenal things, and I, I know he's going to continue to do that. But then, you know, the other four guys are, are, are new to the varsity uh, for the most part, and, you know, they're growing leaps and bounds every week, and, and they're a good good group good group of athletes and a good group of young men. And then more importantly, I think, even for the O-line, they're, they're their IQ is really high for the O-line. And that's something that is somewhat innate, but you also have to – the IQ has to grow every week. Have you seen that in these first two weeks? Definitely think we have, you know, just, you know, going back to those details, you know, to me, uh, a player that can remember to take the correct step or to have his eyes in the right spot, if he can remember to do those type of things under duress or in a pressure situation or however you want to deem it, you know, that's what determines good and great a lot of times is being able to remember to do those little details and, and I see our guys moving in that direction. I've mentioned this to Jet Carroll a couple times. He got thrown into the fire last year, a quarterback at Coronado against you guys and Lava Cooper facing those defenses. It's the same thing with your offensive line. They, <laughs> they didn't get to wade into the shallow end. They, they go Coronado and Lava Cooper. That For a young offensive lineman, you better learn pretty quick. That's definitely trial by fire, you know, and, and both of those teams, especially Coronado this year, they, they gave us a lot of different looks, a lot of different fronts, jumped in and out of different defenses, brought a lot of heat. Uh, so definitely a trial by fire for the, for the OLs. One thing that I noticed that your guys did better just within that game is uh, Ty Polite got loose for a couple sacks against HUD where he kind of just lurked behind, and I'm not sure the offensive linemen were expecting him to – sneak back in, but you kind of cut that off in the second half, and I'm sure that was coaching adjustment, but that's also a guy understanding, okay, now I've got to have a head on a swivel. Well, you know, anytime you play a team like Cooper, you know, they're going to try to cause confusion, you know, and, and as much as you prepare, you know, you, it's hard to prepare for everything, and so I think some of that was going on. They were doing some different things that were confusing our linemen in protection, and then like you said, once we were able to kind of figure out what the breakdown was, we were able to patch that up and then, and then be good. Yeah, and just given HUD time was a big difference because that first game we talked about how he missed a couple of chances. Well, he, did, he had time to kind of let things develop a little bit more. He did, you know. Um, in the first game, I think it was a little bit of both. Uh, HUD not staying in the pocket and staying a passer, and then at times not having a chance to stay in the pocket and stay a passer. And then I think HUD took that learning experience, I know he did, going into this week, saying, hey, I'm going to be different mentally from play to play, hitting my reset button, you know, and, and I thought he did a good job at that. I don't want to keep dwell on the offense because I thought your defense, just watching you guys in two games, you have more playmakers on defense than maybe you've had in the last few years. I mentioned Monterey's playmakers, but you guys, you've got guys that kind of step out of their skin and do things maybe when a play breaks up covered a basketball coach that said, told me that you can coach as much as you want when the shot clock starts getting low. Some kind of individual knowledge has to take over. Your defensive guys, I kind of noticed that too because they were trying to extend plays. 
Cooper's not real advanced or diverse in what they do, but they had a running quarterback, and you guys, I thought, made some plays against him to change things a little bit. You know, I think a lot of that can be chalked up, Randy, to the experience that the front has, especially, you know, last year, uh, both Spano and Blakely were, were sophomores, uh, you know, and they, they looked like sophomores at the time, but they got a lot of games under their belt. And I think all that experience is really paying off and just how they approach each game and the confidence they have going in. And then if you look at Kobe Ayers and Ethan Kerbo, who have a lot of experience as well, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, invaluable. You can't coach experience, you know. And so I would chalk that up to, to those guys and the, and the experience that they have. I also think your guys have done a good job. If Kobe's going to get a lot of attention, he's going to – I would imagine that's the first guy that when the quarterback comes out there looking for him to make sure they know where he is because of what he's able to do. So he's going to draw some double teams. Your guys have kind of, it looks like, done a good job of identifying that and realizing I've got to do something here if Kobe's got two guys on him. Yeah, you know, up front with us, uh, especially our nose, one of his big jobs is to keep people off of, of, of Kobe, you know. Uh, and so hopefully when we're, we're accomplishing that, that's freeing Kobe up to make some plays. but. You know, definitely some people for the offense to have to account for, like Kobe and Ayers, and then even our free safety, Santiago Sanchez, mm -hmm. who's, who's a pretty good run stopper as well. I always thought they ought to come up with a stat for a nose guard for that. Like, you know, in baseball, <laughs> they, they have holds for the yeah. relief. They, they yeah. need something for the nose guard. How many times did I make life miserable? Absolutely. I'd be after. all for it. I'd be all for well, it. I bet those big guys would too. Sure. You, you know, sure. Feed them a couple extra steaks or something Friday <laughs> night. Yeah. I mentioned this before, but what's the confidence level with your guys now moving forward? It's, it's a long grind. It's the, old, the cliche about it being a marathon, not a sprint. But now, knowing now that they can play, I know you said you didn't like the energy against Coronado, but you guys still were in that game right at the end. Playing well for two weeks against those two teams, how is the confidence level kind of building now? I think last week was a was a big confidence builder, you know, and it was a it was a very slim margin of victory, but still it was a victory and, and uh, the way in which we did it, you know, I think is is indicative of, of why, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm deeming it that. But I think you're only as good as your, you know, your last game. And so we can't dwell too much on that. Obviously, we've got to just keep moving forward and, and making sure we're having good habits in practice and keeping a standard in practice and uh, just trusting the process. It's weird. Your predecessor and friendship legend, Bobby Davis, I remember him being as happy after a 43-37 to 37 game with his defense as he was with his offense. And I got the sense afterwards the other night that you were pretty happy with your defense because of the way they adjusted and didn't buckle when they had a chance. And that, to me, is something that you can take, continue to take building forward. Oh, for sure. And I think one good example of that is, is when we get what we call our dollar package, which is kind of our you know, last play package on D, we sub some guys in that are kind of more suited for maybe that. And, you know, Leighton Stone ended up having the interception at the end. So, you know, the fact that we've worked that and Coach Ribb works that in practice, uh, you know, I think is, is just a good example of why it's important to prepare for those situations, you know. And so I was just proud of how we finished. Yeah, he's not the cliche defensive back who can't catch the ball. When you put him back there, he's got a pretty <laughs> good idea what to do with it. That's right. He got to finish the night wearing our turnover robe, yeah, I too. Saw him. So. <laughs> he was very proud of that, too. I think he was happier with that than any of the touchdowns. He may have been. Yeah, he may have been. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just wanted to have his picture taken with it and everything. So, 
That's Friendship Coach Jay Northcutt, and this has been Tiger Tracks Podcast with Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com.